Today's question at hand is, is Tesla shaping the future of transportation? This is part two of a two-part episode. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the question at hand. I hope everyone has had a wonderful week. If you have not listened to the first part of this episode, I highly recommend it because we're just going to jump right into where we left off last time. You want to talk about their autopilot driver system, which is their self-driving aspect, and it says that those are updated as well over wirelessly rather than have to take it into like the, the manufacturer or something for them to update it. So, I don't know. It's something that only tesla is doing the wireless updates yeah so one of the biggest changes in technology that i think we will see over the course of our lifetimes is a mass exodus of people driving to Mm -hmm. being driven by their own car uh like my professor said this past year my professor of entrepreneurship uh professor john heibarger he said that people our age will likely never have to worry about our kids Learning how to learning drive. how to drive. Yeah, it says like we're, we're right there on the cusp of mm-hmm. having that technology be good enough to where it can work. Because if it's if, if all the bugs have been done away with and the, the technology is perfect, then it is much safer than risking human error while yeah. driving on the road, especially in cities. And we we spent several classes just in deep discussion about where this could possibly take us. And there's a possibility that places like here, more rural cities, you could still drive your own car. But in in big cities like Dallas, Houston, Austin, within city limits, it might be illegal to drive yourself. Just because of the number of the number of accidents and number number of accidents. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. And it it would be much safer because think about how many accidents happen every day. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a smaller number, but how many times do you hear about self-driving accidents and it's completely the car's fault? Not A lot of them are, yeah. the headlines are written to where it's a self-driving car being driven by a human and it was their fault that it was the it was an accident or there was some hazard that was not expected, like someone just running out in front of the car. Yeah, um, And that's stuff that needs to be worked out. Mm-hmm. But I think well, this is like, the future one, of transportation. One thing about the Tesla's autopilot fun- fun- feature that they that they put in their cars was that it was not originally intended to be a self-driving car. Mm-hmm. That it was supposed to assist drivers to help them drive, I guess, better. And so, like one thing that they put in at the beginning was that the the car when you put it in the autopilot mode. You're still supposed to keep your hands on the wheel, but it would help you stay in the lane or it would help you like move over and help like uh, detect like cars around you and things like that. But it was not meant for you to just let go of the wheel and Mm -hmm. the car drive itself. And so what happened shortly after, as is with everything, is that people push that to the limit. And so you have all these guys on YouTube. Like I know, I'm pretty sure David Dobrik did it for a while. Um, And so he would put it in the autopilot and he would let go of the wheel and it would just drive itself. And he's like, dude, this is awesome. But that is not what it was intended for. And it is actually um, probably dangerous for him to be able to be doing that kind Mm -hmm. of a thing. And so... Um, I mean, I I love David Dobrik and all his stuff that he's doing, but uh, there were things like that that were um, 
he was one of like the first ones I think that mm-hmm. I really saw like with a Tesla and was doing that kind of a thing. And I'm sure himself with a, a perfect setting, I'm sure that's fine. If you get no one else on a highway. Well, I mean, and, he was in LA with traffic around him yeah. and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So it does not yet account for other human error. And if everyone else is driving as having their cars drive them, then I'm sure it's fine because um, I think there'll be a way for cars to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm navigate these roadways in a much better way than we can today one thing i forgot earlier is that whenever he was whenever i think it was like a couple of months ago maybe he had to go somewhere and he talked about it on his podcast and he uh had to get one of his friend's cars because he didn't want to i mean you can't drive his tesla but like so far or something like that and so he like was like here here's my key to my tesla you can drive this if i can drive your car and so he took the gas-powered car on wherever trip he had to go on and left his Tesla with someone else. And so, I mean, there is that, that kind of a limiting factor about the electric vehicles still, too. But this the self-driving cars, I mean, the more advanced the technology gets. And I want to say, like, the, with the new Model 3, because I want to say that they've improved their autopilot feature where it almost is autonomous and will drive itself. Because um, I watched a video from Unbox Therapy the other day, and he's like one of the very first ones. It may be the, the very first one to drive the the Tesla Model 3. And he, uh, like, completely took his hands off the wheel. And I think he just, like pushed i don't even know if he pushed like a turn signal or what but the car moved itself over so it's got cameras like all around and one thing that's interesting about it is that you can look at like all your surroundings i think if you push something on the screen and it'll like show you on the screen like a 360 view around the car like i don't know if it's a camera on the top or what but it's it's out there and like it's it's really really cool Hmm. yeah but i mean so like self-driving cars we've seen in shows like black mirror and things like that. Oh yeah. And like there, one thing, one scene that is really distinct for me about Black Mirror and self-driving cars is that scene where they get in the police car and they're all facing each other with a screen in the middle, like a big, like round one. screen. Mm-hmm. You not watched all of it? I haven't seen the entire show. What? I've seen episodes, dude. Come I've seen on. the self-driving pizza delivery vehicle thing where it hits that person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's kind of one of those things that's about the negative side of self-driving cars and things but uh no this one is there they get in a police car and there's like the driver and passenger seat are facing the rear passenger seats and there's like a big table with screen thing in the middle and so he puts in his destination and the car drives itself and so i mean there i think with that kind of a thing there is also a large potential for like a mass hacking like have you seen the episode of black mirror Mm -hmm. with the bees where they hack the bees I haven't seen that episode. Dude, what the heck? We're going to have to watch these. <laughs> Those are the two episodes. That was my favorite seen. episode. It was the ones with the bees. And so what it is, is they have these like robot bees because all the bees go extinct or the bee population is so low that they can't mm-hmm. pollinate. And so they're going to die out. And so they make these um, like robo bees or something that go out and do the pollination and everything. And so this guy starts, he like, one, he's one of the guys that created it, but he goes and like hacks into the system and uses like specific bees to target people that he believes need to die or something like that. And so it ends up that he takes the entire hive or in this, or in my like case that I'm making a metaphor about right now is 
like Tesla, if they have like all their autopilot stuff being controlled from like a control center or something that's like monitoring it, but can still like take control of the car and its autopilot feature, then they could potentially like make two cars run into each other or take a whole thing and just cause some kind of mass wreck or something that injures or kills hundreds of thousands of people potentially. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think there is a, a large concern with that kind of an, an autopilot and self-driving aspect. So lots of Tesla's budget will probably go to looking into programs that will encrypt all sorts of information. With the vehicles. Uh, I mean, yeah, but I mean, if it's an inside job, kind of like the thing on black mirror, then it doesn't really matter. Yeah. what kind of encryption they have because i mean i think he was the one that like helped write the code and so he knew all of it he mm-hmm. knew how to get into it okay tell me if the, if you would trust this so you have a tesla mm-hmm. and you know how you can put in any destination in the country and it will give you the perfect route within seconds so all the roadways are in this database and it knows the speed limits of those roadways it has a way of recognizing if there's anything anything in the road or any cars in front of you or behind you and it or has like construction or something mm-hmm. like that okay and it has a way of determining where road lines and road signs are would you trust it to drive you to a destination i mean you you can take over at any point yeah but in yeah. general would you trust mm-hmm. something with those capabilities because yeah, that's pretty much i what think we unless have i can like take control of it like the scenario from Black Mirror where they have no control over the car, basically. Like they're all mm-hmm. facing, they're not even looking out the window. Um, I think that would that would be kind of scary because, I mean, if you have a wreck, you don't even see it coming. Like I feel like you'd want to be able to have that reaction of I can hit the brake and stop the car versus not having any control over it whatsoever. So I think I, I, think I would in that scenario. But um, I think in the other where you really don't have any control over the car, I don't think I would. I don't think I would trust that yet. And I think even if there is something, a glitch in some system that does cause an accident, there'd be a huge outrage from the public. Even though, if there are hundreds of thousands of people getting injured from wrecks every year, mm-hmm. and you reduce that to a couple hundred, even that those few hundred incidents people would are still get gonna huge have a yeah. outrage because they mm-hmm. think it could have been prevented. Even though. By going to self-driving cars, you prevent all sorts of accidents that were caused by human error, specifically stuff like eating or texting while driving. Yeah, I think if you reduced it, it would be almost like a like a mass shooting thing. So not saying that mass shooting is okay by any means. It's terrible. But, I mean, if there is something like that, the media blows it up. Like it is what is on for like weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. And so if you have this autonomous... Well, autopilot or whatever autonomous vehicles and there is just the first wreck even if mm-hmm. it's just one even if there is one at the beginning that's going to blow up and people are going to be like no and they're going to be so against it automatically mm-hmm. even though it could potentially save from being a hundred thousand wrecks to being in like a hundred or something like that yeah that, you make a really good point about that though because for example something similar is that we are in the most peaceful time in history by far Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about dying or being killed. Yeah. And we still have threats from other countries and, and other people. But in general, this is by far the most peaceful time in history. 
but lots of people think it's extremely violent because all they see on TV is the lowest of the lows being reported, the shootings and the um, it's almost whatever crimes they happen, can yeah. almost whatever they can get their hands on to report they're going to report it and it's mm-hmm. going to be something that I mean mass shootings a big deal but I mean it's it's a big deal but they make it like it's ten times bigger mm-hmm. of a deal like it trumps everything that could possibly be going on if there's a mass shooting it doesn't matter if someone is trying to nuke the u.s because the mass shooting is what is relatable to us and so that is something that provokes i guess empathy or sympathy or both in in the people who are watching and so they pretty much anything they can get their hands on that will draw reaction and cause people to turn on the news is is going to be reported and so if that's tesla rolls out a new autopilot feature and then the next day there's a wreck then even if it's not fully the car's fault so say you can take control of it and they're like oh well i had it in autopilot mode it wasn't my fault you have to sue tesla and not not me or something like that Mm -hmm. then i mean that could be hugely blown up i'm sure tesla cars in the future would have a way of logging that logging the point of impact and what mm-hmm. mode you're in it whether you manually yeah i think it would have to overtook because they'd have they'd avoid lots of liability that way mm-hmm. by just logging it oh yeah and another interesting thing is like the ethical question when it comes to self-driving cars um, and in college we talked about this for several classes and as self-driving cars become more popular this is like stuff like this is actually going to come into play and companies will have to figure this out but this question is basically saying that in a few short years self-driving cars will have the ability to like recognize faces and genders and, and and general age and things like that and so it will have to what why why is it is it so like a like an underage kid can't get in the car and try to drive it or no more for the purpose of if there's a if it okay the ethical question is like if if there are only two options for the smart car to go let's say either drive into a brick wall and risk like 80 percent death for the driver or is it going to go into a group of people and so it would then either so like it could choose to like break someone's leg versus completely kill the driver or something like that yeah you'd have to risk either hitting a group of people outside of the car and the car would have to be programmed in this very specific instance which i mean this may never happen but if something like this were to occur if some building if some bridge collapsed right in front of the car and it was not anticipating that and did not have time but there's a sidewalk and people were on the sidewalk would it continue driving and try to slow down as much as possible, knowing that it would slam into the wall? Or would it attempt to evade the bridge, but know that it did not have a chance of, of, of missing this group of people? And so then you come up on the question of, would you program a car to take the life of the driver in some instances? And in that case, then you'd have to somehow disclose that your cars in some situations are programmed to kill the driver or you could say that your car in all circumstances are programmed to reduce the injury to the driver 
And in that situation, it would harm other human life. And so they would program it to go after the people. Okay, but if it's an option between like a wall or a group of people, couldn't they program it to like deploy airbags before impact? That way it's like the, or like, I don't know. I like mean, yes, but if the car is going at like 80 miles an hour and something collapses in front of it and it does not have time to slow down to anything less than 70. Yeah, but couldn't they like implement some kind of safety features like into the car? So like airbags or something. I mean, airbags aren't that safe. Like, let's be honest. More more people get injured from airbags than just not them not going off and having a seatbelt save yeah. their life. So, I mean, it, there's got to be some other form of, I guess, a, a way to stop the person's momentum, but to still destroy the car. So it saves the driver, but it doesn't save the car. But it would still risk huge injury to the driver but how would that be how would that be worse than plowing into a group of people at 80 miles an hour i'm saying then you would say that the car in some situations is programmed not to avoid people in all situations there are some situations where the car says if there is a car coming around this blind blind curve on trip rock road and there's a person walking on the side of the road is it safer for the car to remain where it is and be hit? Mm-hmm. Or is it safer for the car to hit the guy walking on the road and just hope that he's not killed? And so do you risk the life of this very unfortunate person on the side of the road? Or do you risk the life getting... of the driver? I don't know. Somehow the car is going to have to be programmed to react in these yeah. very quick situations and... Eventually, the technology will be to where these things are run, simulations are run, saying if if the car moves over, there's a 30% chance of impacting this guy on the side of the road or something like that. But there's a 50% chance of death if I let the car coming around this blind curve just hit me without, if, if there's no other options. Yeah. And so would you go for lowest chance of death? Or would you always protect the person in the car? Or if there is some sort of event happen to where you have to choose a way to go, if the car needs to turn somewhere and there's a group of people that end up in the road somehow and that's not recognizable, if if they're not supposed to be there and the car could not pick them up in time, Mm -hmm. then uh, there are theories that technology will be to where it can possibly recognize age and stuff like that and then the car would have to determine which of those people would have the highest chance of survival if hit okay so that's wild and would that be if they did that kind of a thing would that be standardized across like all autonomous cars they're going to have to be or would that be based on the discretion of the of the manufacturer i don't know i don't know because i I mean so tesla has their autopilot mm -hmm. and then since they've introduced that gm has put out a super cruise in cadillacs Uh, mercedes-benz their s-class has a drive pilot nissan has a pro pilot for their some of their cars and then the audi or audi r8 level three autonomy is like claiming as their autonomous or autopilot feature 
mm-hmm. that they have. And so, I mean, if if each manufacturer has their own autopilot feature, I'll just say that because it's way easier than whatever autonomous vehicle jargon you want to use. Um, so if they have their, if they each have their own autopilot feature, would there have to be a standardized set of things in like a situation like that where mm-hmm. the decision um, has to be made as quickly as possible or would it be up to the manufacturer's discretion so if like tesla wants to hit the group of people because it breaks someone's leg versus killing the driver and gm or someone is like no we're not going to hit someone mm-hmm. with our car so we'll just take if the you wall die, you die, if yeah. you die that's just part of it and you put that out there um so with that I don't know. I think it would be interesting to see if they would if they would standardize that. There may be rules that say you have to be completely transparent with how you program your car, um, and and these situations would be so rare. But with the crazy I mean, things that happen, they would be rare. But I mean, there's stuff like that that happens all the time, every day. Yeah, yeah. So I so mean, you could say it's you could say it's rare, made. but with several hundred million people mm-hmm. in the U.S., I mean, there's only and there's, there's only so many there may be the cars and the sensors they have may have to judge the severity of accidents as well let's say you're self-driving but self-driving cars have not taken over 100% of cars in the country so let's say there's a car in front of you and a human's driving you're self-driving behind this car and in the lane next to you there's a car speeding up um, and it's a human driving so let's say the car in front of you just slams on the brakes and the the self-driving feature in your car decides that there's no way that I'm going to avoid an accident if I stay in this lane. But if I move in this other lane, there's no way I can avoid an accident because of the acceleration of the car in that lane. And that takes into account if the person has time to brake as well. It's not just assuming that the acceleration will continue and they won't see you. Yeah, but it's saying if if there's no way in in both of these lanes that I can avoid an accident, will it try to determine the severity of the potential accidents mm-hmm. and get hit in the best spot like, for the car or best like spot for survival? I feel like in a scenario like that, which that may not be the best example necessarily, but most of the time those like autonomous vehicles or that have that kind of technology, like there's so many that have a brake assist now mm-hmm. that have proximity sensors on front. And so they can detect if someone's slowing down based on how far you are and it like immediately throws on the brakes. And so like the closer you get, the harder it breaks until it basically stops you. And so I don't even know if that would, I don't know. I feel like it would have to be more of a, the person in front is driving you are using the car's autopilot feature and then the person behind you is speeding up. And so first person in front brakes, car brakes, but the person behind you does not brake in time and is going to hit you. And so what does the car decide to do in that situation? Because I don't know if, I mean, those braking features are almost really, they're almost too good. So I don't, I don't know. I feel like that would be a, a tough scenario. Maybe someone on the side is also accelerating. And so in that scenario, does the car avoid being hit from behind or does it try to move over and potentially get hit or risk being hit? Risk being hit yeah. So I don't know. That's a big question. Again, we aren't quite there yet with the technology you have, but we're mm-hmm. almost there. Yeah. And there's, there's lots of cars and car manufacturers that have different features. 
So like I know my mom's car has like the proximity sensors in front mm-hmm. and then like has a lane assist or something. Anyone but can get some a other ones now. have With... like different things. And so I mean, yeah, I think Tesla is put the most in a single package compared to mm-hmm. other other vehicles right now. There's stuff like this that you can get with similar technology like anyone can get their hands on a drone now with mm-hmm. obstacle avoidance mm-hmm. yeah and so this technology is right there and widely available and so it's just before that final step to where it becomes tweaked to the point that it's perfect and it's it's widely available in cars but in the next few years the next decade next two decades yeah and i, I mean like with a drone like with the obstacle avoidance it doesn't have to be perfect because as long as it can do it most of the time mm-hmm. no one's going to get injured from a yeah. drone hitting a tree so it's not this quite the same as you are risking the life of the driver or passengers that are with them and the cars around them and so i mean it has to be much more refined to have a, a feature like that put in a car and so, I mean, it may come to things like drones or something like that first. And so if it works well there, then they could potentially test it in a car or or some kind of setting that is more closely related to cars than like a drone. And so, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of like smaller tech, I guess you could say, that has some really cool features in it that could potentially be very useful in a car like a Tesla or you know, just kind of any any vehicle for that matter. Another thing we talked about quite a bit in my classes was the possibility of not owning cars in the future, but rather using ride sharing services like Uber and Lyft. I know. And they uh, like have their own autonomous cars where you order it and it comes and gets you, but there's no driver. Yeah. 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 And so basically I know that Tesla, I think it was 2016, Elon Musk said he was very interested. I'm not sure if there's been anything in any progress made with this but elon musk said he was very interested in like acquiring somebody like lyft mm-hmm. or developing his own service mm-hmm. i mean he i'm sure he has the resources to do that the thing is uber and lyft already have these these yeah, databases they and they have the like infrastructure in order mm-hmm. to accomplish something and like they this. have the market share too mm-hmm. but i also don't know if that would necessarily be difficult for tesla to do because they do have such a following already and so if they introduce some kind of platform like Uber or Lyft that is like that is something along the lines of Tesla, yeah. then I think that they have enough of a following that if that's something that they're implementing into their Tesla brand, that that would be something that people would jump on board with. And so yeah. it could potentially take away a large portion of that market share that Uber and Lyft have because they're really the only two. Is there even a, even a competitor? There are some. It depends on the town. Uh, like okay. Austin had some smaller ones come in when Uber left. Uber uh, left Austin? He got voted out, yeah. Really? Um, and, and a lot of it was their refusal to... Uh, Is Lyft still in Austin? Yeah. It was their so refusal. no Uber whatsoever. They came back. Oh, they came back? Yeah. Okay. They were gone uh, for a little bit because he got voted out. That's crazy. I didn't um, even know. That. A lot a, of it was like... That was a possibility. Uber did not want their drivers to have to go through these extensive background checks and, and stuff that and it was really hurting the taxi service in austin this could potentially be a really good solution to the traffic problem in the big cities because think about how many cars are taking up parking spaces mm-hmm. and just 
being unused throughout the day, especially in, in big cities. You just look out and see cars in parking lots just not being used. Think about how many cars and how much space could be saved. I mean, you could potentially make a lot of streets go from being one lane or two mm-hmm. lanes. I mean, like one lane on each side, you know, or simply one lane period. I mean, one-way streets a lot of times mm-hmm. just have one lane to maybe widening that you know, because of the availability for the their, the parking spaces. Mm-hmm. If they're not being used, then you could potentially make that another lane. And we may be talking centuries into the future where cities would have to be redesigned. Mm-hmm. But I have a friend who's, um, that's what his major was. He went to Carnegie Mellon and uh, his major was like, city planning i don't it was something that was like that kind of a thing where you develop cities Mm -hmm. to accommodate something like that and so that's what he was like i kind of asked him i was like so what do you want to do with that and that was like along the lines of what he was talking about was like the ride sharing capabilities and things like that and so there's i mean there's a possibility that it's not in the distant future but it could be in the next like five or ten years Mm -hmm. so your cities might change based on ride sharing and self-driving cars that's interesting so in the next couple decades we might just get on our phones if phones still exist if i honestly don't think phones will exist if we if it's not converted to like a an armband that you wear Mm -hmm. or some light shoots out of our palm or you have like a some of them i want to say it was on black mirror i mean black mirror is like out there man um so it was i want to say it was like a contact and you put it hmm. on your eye and then you could like see like a screen in front of you or something. Hmm. And so there were several episodes where it were like record memories and stuff. And so you could like literally watch back memories. And so that was also helpful in like crime scene scenarios. Cause they would have someone play back. And I mean, there's nothing they can do about it. It's not like you're recalling it from memory, but I mean, they're literally watching it on the screen. And so I mean, it could very well be something like that, and then we don't have phones anymore. It's like got microphones integrated or something, or so you can call people. I really have no idea, but I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure that technology is being developed somewhere, whether it has been announced or not. Because I mean, if if someone can think it up in a show, then it's it's probably being worked on somewhere, or it yeah. will be in the future. Well, think about this. How many things in the 80s? Okay. If, if someone were to think of what technology would be like today in the 80s and compare that to what we actually have now, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. So like, we don't even know what we're capable of or what we will be capable of in 20 or 30 years. Oh, yeah. It's insane. And I feel like I feel like technology has like advanced so much, especially like cell phone technology and like 40 years or something like that and so i think it's interesting to see where our technology will be in the future because of how rapidly it's advancing now like you can buy a computer one year and it's almost outdated like a year or two later Mm -hmm. and let's tie this back to our space force episode okay and the stuff that came from the space race yeah this is why we need to continue to have like nasa and things like that yeah they're developing these technologies yeah because when the space force will have self-driving cars soon maybe that'll speed up the process maybe or flying cars or hovercraft so i mean that was another thing that i want to talk about in a few minutes was uh like future forms of transportation 
But, um, yeah, I think Space Force could potentially drive something like that. But I watched uh, a video from Mark Rober. I watched lots of videos, obviously. But uh, Mark Rober was a guy who works at NASA. or work, I don't know if he still works at NASA, but he worked at NASA, if nothing else. And uh, one thing was that when they were talking about shutting down or cutting funding for NASA, he made a video about all the things that NASA had done. Not because, I mean, we when we think of NASA, we think of like a space shuttle going to the moon or satellites or something. And so one thing that he was talking about was all this technology that has come from things like the space race and things like that. And then there are also, he had, it was like a satellite that detected weather patterns for farmers and like underdeveloped countries or something. And so it was helping them like more effectively grow their crops and produce food and things like that. And so it's not just what we would think about as like a space shuttle going to the moon with astronauts. Like there's so much technology that's being developed by a company like NASA or something, someone, some entity like that, that we, we don't even necessarily think about. Yeah. Future transportation. So, um, I mean, shows that we watched growing up, like Jimmy Neutron, where he, uh, had a hovercraft that he, rode around in all the time or the Jetsons where they had like flying cars. Star Wars has hovercrafts and fly. I mean, they've got flying cars and they've got spacecraft that are capable of traveling at light speed and things like that. And so didn't someone try to develop a wind powered car at one point? I can't even imagine what a wind powered car looks like. I just imagine like a sailboat with wheels, (laughs) (laughs) like technology comes full circle. And someone just attaches some <laughs> sails to a car. I want to say it had like tunnels through it, like tubes that had like some kind of fans or like wind, mini wind turbines or something in it. But I just don't know how you get it going to get those things turning. Not much wind. Because, well, and I mean, if it's just sitting there parked, like how do you get it started? Yeah. I mean, is it have a battery as well? And then those know. that wind power charges the battery that then propels the car by an electric motor well, you or could, do you have to like park on a hill and put your park brake on and then <laughs> push your car down the hill perhaps it's not necessarily like wind from just staying still but when the car is moving then it's generating electricity yeah so. that's, what, that's what i'm saying so that's what the pipes are for but i'm okay. saying like if you're just sitting still how do you get it to start moving to where it will generate that electricity it, it might from have the wind. an electric start or something similar or do you have to like push it <laughs> start it <laughs> or down you have to like stand at the front and go it's got like a kickstand <laughs> pull up the kickstand start rolling <laughs> man that's kind of what i was saying you park at the top of a hill and then put your park brake on and then when you get back in you let off the park brake and turn that way you're rolling down the hill and it picks up and you start your car while you're rolling down the hill. Like, that would be terrible. People at, at stoplights would hate you. <laughs> also, How drive would you stop through. at a stoplight? I guess you'd just have enough built-up electricity yeah. that it would... Could you imagine being a drive through and having to, like, push your car through? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd let you through. We've tried to do that before where you, like, stand at a, a drive through and then walk through. Well, you have a car. It's just not working in the situation that you're given. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. But I don't know. I mean, I mean, yeah, and things like Space Force, like you were talking about, like would we, 
if that becomes a thing, which it looks like it is probably going to, and if you haven't listened to our Space Force episode, you should probably go listen to it because it was maybe drones one of the more interesting things. Dude, I've honestly thought about that before. We just hang on. Uh, I think it would have like, so you know, like those shows where it has like uh like a glass like pod that you like stand in or mm-hmm. like even like hunger games or something where you get in and it raises you up oh, to like the, uh, what the field called? gondolas like something that size is that what it's called gondola the boat not a gondola um crap what are they called you know like the enclosed ski lifts mm-hmm yeah something that about. size would it, those are it, big though i mean yeah. I mean, I guess if you were taking like a group, but I'm thinking more of like a little tube that you stand in, like a, almost like a phone booth that it's attached. And oh. So you like go in there and close the door and then it takes you wherever and it drops you and it sits oh. you down, drop, drop you, it sits you down and then you open the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bring your parachute. Oh my goodness. No, but it like, it's like sits you down and then you like get out and then you're wherever you need to be and someone else hops in and they go somewhere else. I just and thought so, of something really I cool. I don't have any idea. What if everything is connected by tubes in the future and you just get into the tube and like, you know, if you're in like the drive through of a bank, mm-hmm. it just like sucks up the thing. What if you get into a pod <laughs> and you just get, like, suck to wherever suck you're going? Suck to wherever you're going. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's. I'm sure someone's made a movie about that, where that's like the mode of transportation. Or yeah. will it be like Harry Potter and we like stand in the fireplace and go <laughs> if, Diagon Alley, <laughs> and it like transport you. If we can connect the country with roads, we can connect the country with tubes. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so one thing that I've thought about for like years is like teleportation, and so you have these pads that you leave places, and they like you have like a programmed uh like code maybe and so you stand on the pad and put in the code of wherever you're going or maybe even like coordinates or something like that and then it transports you there like teleports you so i don't Hmm. know that's wildly out there but i mean they haven't hasn't someone like tried to transport and like teleport an apple like across the room or something before if they tried then it wasn't successful it wasn't successful i don't think but I'm pretty sure people have tried to do that before. But if someone could figure that out, that would be awesome. Because yeah, it would be instant. It wouldn't that. even have you wouldn't even have to get in a tube. Even though a tube does sound pretty fun to be shot like a little bank teller thing. That that does sound kind of fun. Not gonna lie. I've always thought the hovercrafts were really cool, like on Jimmy Neutron and things like that. Which his is almost more of a flying car because it doesn't just mm-hmm. hover. Like he flies that thing all over the place. Yeah. But and what does it run on? I feel like it runs on some kind of like nuclear fusion or something because it like he never has to fill up in it i don't i don't understand that if nuclear energy wasn't so like hazardous i think that would be the way to power things because it just like goes and goes and goes you don't have to like you wouldn't have to worry about filling up or charging or anything like that have we covered everything i think we have dude i don't even know is tesla the uh, car of the future maybe I think if nothing else, whether it is the car of the future or not, it is paving the way for the car of the future. Yeah. And, you know, electric cars may be a fad. Who knows? But they are very, very well designed. And they're very flashy and eye-catching. And so it is something that is a status symbol for you to have a Tesla at the moment. I'm a big fan of Tesla. I think that they make really, really awesome products. 
and if electric cars are the future for at least the time being then at least we have a a good company leading the way and it's not like just some jank electric car people are like all right electric cars let's do it are you ready do you got pointless fact yeah so burlington vermont is the first city in america to achieve 100 percent sustainable energy production for its people through solar energy what burlington vermont bro i've been there that place is cool i want to go back to vermont dude that's so cool goodness gracious um, so I don't know if this is necessarily a pointless fact, but it goes along with what we're talking about. So uh, one of the potential future forms of transportation is developed by Elon Musk, and it's called the Hyperloop. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of it? Hyperloop. Heard a lot about it, yeah. <laughs> it's a train. It's more and than it a train. it says it rises on nearly airless tubes at 800 miles per hour. So it can transport you from L.A. to San Francisco in 30 minutes. That's insane. Oh, my gosh. That's like what we were talking about with pipes. <laughs> Tubes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh I, my gosh. I should ask Elon for some royalties or something. Uh, <laughs> I think he came up with it before you just said it. So, so is it? That's insanely fast. Is it drawn by the like the magnets as well? You know, like the, the magnets behind no, the wheels? No, these are, that. what you're talking about is maglev trains. Okay. Um, and so uh, it's like one of these on the list, but, uh, maglev is literally magnetic levitation. They are already in operation in Shanghai and Japan, but basically the magnets like push the train. Okay. And so I don't know if they like turn on and off to get it to stop. Cause I feel like if you didn't have a way to turn them off, then it would just go forever. No, this says that it's airless tubes. So I don't really, I'm not entirely sure what it's propelled by, but it says it's cheaper and quieter and potentially much faster than a maglev train. That's scary though to be going 800 miles an hour on anything. So maybe it is magnets. Something that close to solid ground. Yeah. This says the maglev trains go up to 310 miles per hour. And they will transport passengers over 200 miles between Nagoya and Tokyo in just 40 minutes. I'm not sure how far those I don't are from each other. I don't know how far but... it is from each other, but at 310 miles per hour, and it so it's not at 310 miles, I would guess, because it takes 40 yeah. minutes. But I don't know. One thing that it says is that it helps free congested roads, reduce air pollution, and reduce accidents. I thought I saw something about a maglev train that like derailed. Probably. So I don't know if that's a necessarily a, a good thing, but um, this Hyperloop thing is insane. Like 800 miles an hour, I have no I have no concept of how fast that is because nothing goes 800 miles an hour. Yeah, and the the planes that do go 800 miles an hour, there's no reference of what that one looked like. Yeah, on a in a close tube. to ground. Yeah. yeah, close to ground. That's that's wild. That's nuts. That's so wild. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed this uh, two-part episode. I hope you have uh, some, learned some things about Tesla and maybe about electric cars that you didn't know before. Um, I know that we learned quite a bit about Tesla and the future of transportation. So if you, uh, if you enjoyed this podcast and you have any questions, um, like potential episodes that you would like featured, then message us on the Anchor app. 
You can send us a voice message and it can be featured in our episode. If you are listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, basically the same thing, leave us a rating. Um, You can leave us a rating on, I think, a couple platforms. I think Stitcher is one as well that you can leave ratings on. Um, If you want to interact with us, we have a Twitter, which is at question at hand. And then we also have a Facebook page now, which is also at question at hand. But you can just search the question at hand on Facebook and you should be able to find us. So um, come interact with us. Uh, Let us know if you have any questions, if um, you have anything you want to talk about, if there's any potential questions that you would like featured on the show that you'd like to know more about but not have to research because that's our job then uh let us know and we hope everyone has a wonderful week so see you guys later peace out